Good morning, friends. This is Joel Martin with you again on this Tuesday morning. And I'm so glad you uh, took time out in your busy schedule to join me for the Everlasting Word. Now, today we're going to pick up in uh, the book of James, chapter 2, and we're going to begin with verse 14. And the subject of today's message is faith without works is dead. Now, we must preface this message with there is no confusion about salvation. We do not work to be saved. Jesus did all the work for us to be saved by coming to this earth, being the only begotten Son of God, the unblemished Lamb of God. His work that he did <clears throat> is he lived a sinless life. He went to the, he fulfilled the law for us. He went to the cross. He shed his blood and died for our sins. And that is the work that come. And on the third day, he arose, defeating death, hell, and the grave. That is the work that completed our salvation. Our requirement on that is to believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and confess the fact that we're a sinner and we shall be saved. However, after salvation, there must be fruit or works that bears out the fact and justifies the fact that we have had a genuine salvation experience. But here in James chapter 2, beginning in verse 14, James asks a question. He says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and, hath not, and have not works? Can faith save him? Now what James's James's question really is well if you don't have any if if there hasn't been any works following what you think was a salvation experience did you really get saved did you really get the goods did you really have a genuine salvation experience so what this question in verse 14 really is is a call to evaluate it's a call for everyone he's writing to and everyone who reads the scripture <coughs> to evaluate their salvation and make sure of their calling and election. And, and he's not saying, can faith save him? He's not asking that question. He's asking the question of, is your faith genuine? And that's what we all have to evaluate at one time or other in our life to make sure that we are a born-again child of God. But then, James in verse 15, he gives an example. He says, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? So James is asking the question, if you don't meet this person's needs, what good is it? You've got a person here that needs clothing, needs food, needs to be filled, needs to be warmed, and all you say is you give them lip service and don't, and don't meet their needs. So the thing about J Jesus said, I came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And 
our responsibility as born-again children of God is to minister to our fellow man, to show that love, to show that compassion, to be the feet and hands of Jesus himself, because when he saved our soul, he imputed his righteousness unto us, and that righteousness that he imputed unto us needs to flow out to our fellow man so that we can be the salt of this earth, so that we can be a shining light upon a hill, so that we can lift up the name of Jesus Christ, and so that Jesus through us can draw men unto himself. It's up to us to show the love of Christ. But if we just say, go your way, and you're going to be filled, you're going to be warmed, and you're going to be filled, like some magically, this person's needs are going to be met. No, it's our responsibility, folks, to meet these people's needs in, in one way or another. So then James goes on in verse 17, and he says, Even so, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. And James goes on in verse 18, he says, Yea, <clears throat> a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. What James is saying here is if you've had a genuine salvation experience, there will, there will be works to follow that will justify that salvation experience. That fruit that you bear after your salvation experience will justify that, that salvation experience. And then he's trying to get across to these people that if you're not, if you don't have works, and we're not talking about works of the law, we're talking about works that are generated by the Spirit that's in our heart, where God leads us to minister to people, to to carry out His will, if we don't have those works that's bearing fruit and justifying our profession, you just may not be truly a child of God. And that's the point that James is trying to get across. And he makes a, a very bold statement. In verse 19, he says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Wow, that is a bold, bold statement. So James is essentially saying, folks, you people that that profess to be saved, and you're not producing any works, you're not bearing any fruit, you're not doing you're you're doing the same as the devils. The devils believe that Jesus exists, the devils believe that God exists, but they're 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 fighting against him. And if you're going out and if you're professing that you're a Christian and your lifestyle does not reflect the fact that you're a Christian, if you're if your lifestyle reflect, reflects the things of this world and living according to this world, you're doing the same as the devils. You acknowledge there's a God in in your mind. You believe there's a God, but the, the fruit that you're bearing does not reflect the fact that there is a God, and and the fruit that you're bearing is not justifying your profession. In other words, the fruit that you're bearing is rotten fruit, and it's contradicting your profession. And, and he's saying, you're not doing any more, any better than the devils. And then he asks another question in verse 20. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? In other words, 
Oh, vain man, when are you going to wake up and realize that Christianity and serving God is more than a profession? It's more than a profession. If you've had a genuine profession, there will be works to follow to justify that profession. There, You will bear fruit to, to justify the fact and justify to man and justify to yourself and be justified before God that you are a child of God. And if those works do not follow, you really need to stop and evaluate and ask yourself, have I really been born again or have I just given lip service and just came down and maybe repeated a prayer after someone and it wasn't genuine from my heart. There wasn't true conviction. There wasn't a true, a broken spirit and a contrite spirit and a broken heart that really wasn't there. The, the, the Holy Spirit really wasn't leading me and, and I just went through the motions and that might be the fact that I'm not truly bearing fruit. And that's the evaluation that needs to happen. And then James goes on, he gives a couple of, of examples with Abraham and Rahab. <clears throat> and he says in verse 21, he says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Now, if you keep in mind who James is writing to, he's writing to um, Jewish believers. And when he brings up Abraham here, it really rings a bell with him. But see, he asked the question. He says, wasn't, wasn't Abraham justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? And he, he says in verse 22, Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. In other words, was faith made complete. Now, <clears throat> What this means is the, the work that Abraham did by being obedient to God the Father for Abraham to offer his son Isaac upon the altar, it justified Abram, Abraham's profession of his belief in God. It justified his profession that he believed that there was one true God, that that there was one true God that was going to send the the true Lamb of God to to eradicate and forgive the sins of man. But see, his obedience and his work that he did justified his profession. Now, what motivated Abraham to offer Isaac was his faith that he had in his heart toward God. Now, had Abraham not had faith, had Abraham not truly had faith, he would have never been obedient to offer Isaac. So his obedience and his work in offering Isaac justified his profession. And, and in verse 23, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Now, we really need to think about that verse. Abraham was no different from you and I. He was flesh and blood. He had a, he had a sin nature inside of him, just like you and I. But he was obedient. He surrendered himself 
and was obedient unto God, and his faith, and through his obedience, he was called the friend of God. Now, we really need to stop and think about it. <coughs> Would you and I be called the friend of God? Is our heart's desire every day in our life is to walk and talk with our Savior? That's where we need to get to in our life, where we we walk and we talk with our Savior and we we drown out the things of this world. This this world is just this world is just going to hell. This world truly is. You know, I, I had to sit in some training at my workplace and about what was it what wasn't accepted forty years ago is accepted now. What wasn't accepted twenty years is accepted now. And it just really wanted I really wanted to throw up. I really did. So <clears throat> we need to ask ourselves. Would God refer to us as his friend? And that's where you and I truly need to make an evaluation. And he says, in verse 24, he says, You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So Rahab first had faith when she heard about the presence of God with Israel before they got to Jericho. She had faith in God. And what justified her profession in God was the work that she did by accepting in those spies, led in you know, covering them up on the roof and then letting them down by the scarlet thread, that's what justified her faith. And what we need to understand is if we're going to walk with our Lord, we must be obedient because our works after salvation, our, be, our, our obedience after salvation is what strengthens our faith. But the question is, if you say you're born again, do you have the works or the fruit that justifies that profession? And that's what we all need to evaluate. So thank you very much today. I hope this message has been helpful to you. I will be back with you next Tuesday.